Hey friends, I'm Brad Livingston, lead pastor here at Transformation Church. I want to personally welcome you to our podcast. At TC, we exist to see people transformed from who they are to who God wants them to be. So no matter where you are on your faith journey, I hope today's message inspires you to take one step closer to Christ. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Man, so I don't know why this, this got way up here. I don't know what's going on. But... um. Welcome, you guys, to TC, Super Bowl Sunday. Let's give it up for our creative team and everybody else. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Fantastic job. Man, we are so pumped, so excited to have you guys with us today. And, uh, man, I want to go ahead and put a plug in real quick uh, about small groups. Small group semester kicks off today. Yeah, and uh, so we are pumped up. We love small groups here at TC. And I just want to go ahead and tell you, man, if you are living life uh, as a believer, but you're not plugged into relationships, you're not plugged into, for us, it's small groups. We love small groups. Um, the reason why is, yeah, we have some like Bible study small groups. We have all of that, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, but we also have like the men, one of my favorite is the men's lunch small group on Thursdays. We meet at Buffalo Wild Wings every Thursday at 12 and uh, we dine on chicken wings. Come on, somebody, listen. Uh, those are anointed. I know it's not Chick-fil-A, so it's not technically God's calories, but it's okay. Like we just roll with it anyways. But man, phenomenal. So good. And so, yeah, we have so many small groups, but here's the deal, man, get into relationships, get plugged in with somebody. Why? Because relationships will change your life. I don't know about you guys. I grew up with enough bad relationships that I know the value of some good ones. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And so, um, man, we are super pumped about our small group. And at the end, we'll tell you, I'll go ahead and tell you now, if you go to mytc.life, mytc.life on your smartphone, you can sign up for any of the small groups that we have. Um, and so we just want to encourage you guys, get plugged in. There's so many relationships that are available to you. Let's watch God do something amazing in your life this semester, because uh, I know that he wants to. So yeah, absolutely. We're super pumped about what God is doing. Today is Super Bowl Sunday, and I know a lot of you are going to be dining on some amazing food today. Uh, how many of you guys could care less who wins the Super Bowl, but y'all about to eat some food at somebody's house? There we go. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Chicken wings and cheese sticks and... French fries, loaded, loaded tater tots. Boy, listen, I'm, whew, I felt the, the anointing right then just hit me, right? Anyway, so, but we're pumped, man, and we're pumped about Super Bowl Sunday, and we make it a big deal around here. Why? Because I think it's always a good opportunity to talk about what God wants for our life. Turn to your neighbor and say, God wants something. Now, turn to the person on the other side of you you just neglected and tell them for you. That's right, for you. He wants something for you. You're like, man, I ain't never talked to this person a day in my life, and now I'm fixing to talk to him. Yeah, so, but it's Super Bowl Sunday. Today I want to talk to you about crossing the 50. Turn to your neighbor and say crossing the 50. We want to talk to you today about crossing the 50. So I heard this story about this quarterback, and this quarterback had a, they were in the championship game, two minutes left. They were down by four. They needed a touchdown. Field goal wouldn't do it. They needed a touchdown. It's fourth and one. Right? So they didn't have to score right away, but what they had to do was get the first down. Right, And so the, the quarterback and the coach, they had studied this other team. They knew what play they were going to run in this scenario. They had watched their film. They knew what was happening. And so fourth and one, quarterback goes to the huddle, calls the play, because he knows what the defense is going to try to throw at him. So they call the play, and as soon as they call the play, they get up to the line. And as soon as he gets to the line, he looks up, and the defense is in a different formation than they were studied for. And so the 
he looks at him, he sees the linebackers, they're showing blitz. And so he looks over at the coach. But if you know anything about football, the quarterback can talk to the coach, or the, and the, I'm sorry, the coach can talk to the quarterback through a headset that he has in his helmet. But at a certain point, they cut those headsets off so that they can't talk during the actual play. And he looks over and the timing had passed and his headset had gotten cut off. Everything that they planned for wasn't about to happen. They had to make a different call in the middle of the game. Not just the middle of the game, but this was the deal-breaking play. And he looks over at the coach with that look on his face. Y'all know the look I'm talking about? Right? Like, and the coach looks back at him, and he sees his face. And both of them know what each other is thinking, which is, we got to change this up. And so at the line of scrimmage, he calls an audible. And when he calls the audible, they change the play right there. Run it. Get the short run. They get the first down. They go on to win the game. Right? But the question is, what do you have to do to be so in tune with your coach that you know what the coach is thinking even when you can't hear him calling the play? Because for us, our coach is the Lord. And we're on the field. And I don't know about you guys, but I have been in moments in my life where I needed to hear some direct communication. And it was like the communication got cut off. It was like, I need God, I need an answer, and I need it now. I need to know what direction I'm supposed to go in. I need to know where you're trying to take me. And I'm looking up into heaven with that look, right? And God's looking down, and there's no communication happening. And in those moments of our lives, what we have to learn to rely on is not the communication that happens in the game. It's the communication that we've built over time. When the quarterback looked at the coach and the coach looked at the quarterback, they didn't call a play, but they had been in such communication throughout their time together that they knew what each other was thinking without ever saying a word. And in our life, when it comes to life throwing things at us, when circumstances change, when you get that doctor's note, when you get that notice on your door, that you are going into foreclosure, when you hear that everything you thought was about to happen changes at the last minute and you got to call an audible in your life, you had better be so in tune with God that when you call the audible, you know what the coach is thinking without ever going to his footstep. When we're on the team and we're in tune with the coach, I don't need a headset in that moment because the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me all the time. And so what it means to be on the team means to be connected to the coach because sometimes you don't have the luxury of time. Sometimes you got to make a decision right now. How many of y'all have been in those right now moments where you got to make the decision right now? And God, we've got to be so in tune with what God is telling us that in those moments we make the call. Turn your neighbor and say, make the call. That's right. Now, turn to the person on the other side of you say, make the call, stranger. There you go. Don't even know who they are. Just... I'm going to trust and you're going to make the call, right? So today we're talking about crossing the 50, and our team has put a 50-yard line here on stage. And here's what I know about football. I played football uh, when I was younger, but here's what I know about football. See, when you're, when you're playing and you're on the field, right, what happens is they kick the ball off you, get the ball on this side of the 50-yard line. And when you're on this side of the 50-yard line in football, you play differently than you did on that side of the 50. Because what's happening is your back is to the other team's end zone. And if you fumble the ball, they got a short distance to go till they can score. If you throw an interception, there's a short distance that they go. 
and they score. And if you get tackled back there, now they're getting points where you have lost the opportunity to score. And when you're on this side of the 50-yard line, you're playing defensively. Y'all with me? You're playing trying to go that way, but you're also trying not to let your other team go this way. So although you may be trying to move forward, there's this thought in your mind of trying not to go backwards. Are you with me? But when you get on this side of the 50, things change in your mind. As a quarterback, as a team, now it's not about what you're trying not to let happen. It's about what you're trying to get to happen. It's about where you're trying to get. Now I'm trying to score. I can see the end zone. I can see where the Lord has taken me. I can see what's about to happen. Can I tell you something? It's the same way in our faith walk. It's the same way in our relationship with Jesus. Many of us are on this side of the 50 in our spiritual life. And all we're focused on is who we're trying not to be anymore. What we're trying not to do anymore. What were the decisions we're trying not to go back to. I'm trying not to sleep with that person that I'm not married to. I'm trying not to say those cuss words. I'm trying not to be like that around my coworkers. I'm trying not to be this. I'm trying not to be that. And we're putting all our effort on not losing. We never even have the thought process about what it means to win. God, just, just, just don't let me become this. Don't let me do that. Just, I'm just trying not to be this. I don't want to be that anymore. I don't want to be this anymore. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want that cloud to hover over me. I don't want to make these sins. I don't want to make those bad decisions. And we never get to where God, but if we'll step on the other side of the 50 in our relationship with Jesus, what happens is it's no longer about who we're trying not to be. Now it's about who we're trying to be. Now I get to focus on who God is calling. I'm t- it's time to be victorious. It's time to score the winning touchdown. It's time to become every person that God has called all of us to be. And now I can see the end goal. I can see where God has taken me. I can see where I'm going. And now it's not that I'm trying not to lose. Now I get to try to win. And when we get, if we'll change how we think about our walk with the Lord and stop trying not to be who we used to be and start trying to be who God is calling us to be, will change the game because losers focus on winners and winners focus on winning. You want to know who you don't want to be in life? The people who all they can see is the people that are winning because winners focus on winning, but losers focus on winners. They just get bitter. How many of y'all know bitter people? They just look at people that are killing it every day of their life. They're like, well, that's because they married so-and-so. That's because they got this much money. It's like maybe they just got favor because they're not focusing on who they used to be. They're focusing on who they're trying to be. Because you can change the game if you'll start playing on the other side of the 50. I know this works in a number of ways. One of the ways that it works, your boy's trying to lose weight. I'm not trying so hard that I'm drastically changing my diet, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I, st- I still like pizza and chicken wings and stuff, and that's a problem. And brownies and cake. Any cake will do, really. It don't even have to be like a special cake. A box cake with a tub of frosting is fine with me. Like, it don't have to be fancy cake. I just like cake in general, you know? Cheesecake. Shoo! Listen. And I'm a sucker for some cookies, like warm cookies that are barely crispy around the edge, but they break real soft. And you can see the chocolate melting as you say, listen, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to play some outcast. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so it's like, so I'm, I'm a sucker for some of the food. I, I, obviously, you guys are with me, right? Even Chick-fil-A. 
It's the Lord's calories. It don't count. You know what I'm saying? You can eat all you want. It's just different. They close on Sundays, so God honors that. That's a lie. Don't, whatever. Anyway, so, but I, I remember, I remember when I, when I started trying to get healthy, one of the things I would try to do is I would just continually tell myself all the things I can't have. Like, hey, listen, don't, don't, don't think about that chocolate cake. They opened a Schlotzky's right down the road from my house. Schlotzky's, not that big a temptation. The fact that they sell cinnamon inside of there, big temptation. All right, so, so I, 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 uh, I, I struggled with, no, you can't have that. 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 Don't, don't think about the cake. Don't think about the pizza. Don't think about the chicken. <clears throat> don't think about, like. But here's what I found out. Here's what I found out. When I stopped focusing, because if all you're thinking about is what you can't have, what are you still thinking about? What you can't have. When I stopped being so focused on what I can't have and I started trying to get creative about what I could have, when I started putting my attention on what I could have, it changed how I approached what I wanted. It wasn't that these desires didn't exist. It was that my attention was on what mattered. It was about my attention was on succeeding, not falling prey. As long as you're thinking about what you shouldn't be doing, about as long as you're, not, as long as you're thinking about not sleeping with, not saying, not lying, not being this person, you're going to continue to fall prey to being this person. But when you change your mind and you start focusing on being creative about what you can have, automatically things start to change in your life. And it's how it works in our relationship with Jesus. It's how it works in our marriages. We're leading, uh, Ashley and I are leading a marriage small group this semester. So we're going to be talking about having better marriages. Here's what I know. When I'm so busy trying to be the best husband I can be, I don't have time to have eyes for someone else to be something for them. I don't, uh, there's no temptation for me to fall prey to another female if I'm trying to be the best male I can be to my wife. You feel me? So how about we start focusing our relationship with Jesus? We start being everything we can be to the Lord, and he'll take care of all the other things, right? And so we need to get connected. So we have to learn to cross the 50. Turn to your neighbor and say, cross the 50. Here's the beauty about crossing the 50, though. When we talk about crossing the 50 and we even talk about our life, who do we picture as the quarterback? That's me, right? Because we all want to be the all-star. Y'all know like this. <laughs> we all, we all want to be MVP. Can I tell you something? You're not. You ain't that special. Say, Pastor, you just hurting my feelings. Maybe your feelings need to be hurt a little, all right? Maybe you got told you were too pretty growing up. I'm just kidding. I had somebody, like, here's the deal, though. You ain't that special. You are not capable of being the quarterback of your own life. Because I don't know about you. When I'm the quarterback of my own life, I make some terrible decisions. Here's the beauty about being on the right team. Is when you're on Jesus' team, he's the quarterback, he's the running back, he's the wide receiver, he's the one that always scores the touchdown on your team. So here's the beauty, guys, is that all you got to do on your team is block. 
All you got to do is be on the front line saying, Jesus, you tell me where to go. You tell me what to do. I'm here. I'm not here to be the shining star. I'm here to show support to the shining star. I'm not here to be the star. I'm here to give Jesus everything that you need, everything that I can be for you. I'm here to be that for you. Not only that, I don't have to focus on crossing the 50. All I got to do is give the ball to the one who's already scored the touchdown, who's already won the game, who's already been victorious over every enemy that's ever shown blitz to him. He already went to the cross, paid the price, became victorious, and now he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And in your life, he will score every time if you'll put the ball in his hands. The minute you stop trying to be the all-star in your team and you realize you're just the supporting cast is the minute that the MVP gets the ball. Y'all ever seen wars happen on teams where people trying to fight for who's the best? They always lose. Can I tell you something? If you're trying to fight for control of your life, you will lose. But the minute you give the ball to the one who scores every time they hold it, you will automatically become part of the winning team. Come on, somebody. Can we give it to Jesus this morning? So when it comes to crossing the 50 and being a part of a winning team, I want to tell you about this, this story. This ring right here, they'll, they'll, they'll zoom in on it. It's a special ring. And this ring uh, belongs to Pastor Dan. It's not mine. So no, you can't have it. I'm not giving these away. But uh, belongs to Pastor Dan. And it's a special story. He was a pastor. Out, he's been a pastor since I was born. I've never known him, not as both my father and my pastor in my entire life. I'm 31 years old. And I remember he went through a situation in his life where he no longer was a pastor for a short period of time. Some false accusations got thrown at him, and he no longer was a pastor. Because how many of y'all know it don't have to be true, it just has to be said, and the media will make it true. But they threw everything at him, and so he decided to go into the financial services for a little while, health insurance and all that stuff. But how many guys know that when the favor of God's hand is on your life, it don't matter where you go, where you put your feet, Jesus gets to give you flourishing moments. And so they called him one day and they said, we want to give you something. You accomplished something in your business. And he said, I did. He, they said, yeah. They said, we want you to come in. And they opened up the box and there was this ring. And this is the same company that makes Super Bowl rings, by the way. They said, you don't know this, but you just surpassed the $100,000 a year earner in our business. He went from nothing to $100,000 a year, y'all, because Jesus said, you got favor. I don't care what anybody else says, you got favor. And so they said, here, we want you to have this ring. And every time you earn an extra $20,000 a year, we're just going to keep adding diamonds to it. Now, I'm not going to tell you how many diamonds are in it. That's none of y'all's business. No, I'm just kidding. But, so, but they said, we're going we're gonna to give you this ring. And I remember the day he walked through the front door, y'all, because... He had always built who he was on what he did. Even as a pastor, he was what he did. But what happens the moment that your title gets stripped away, but you've built who you are on your title? See, if you're always the quarterback, but then God says you're no longer the quarterback, now who are you if you can't learn to be a role player on the same team? So he walked in, and I'll never forget, for about a year, his head was low and he was defeated. Because people had robbed something from the inside of him. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all with me today? And I'll never forget the day he walked through the door with this. There was something else in his spirit. 
Because God had done something different. He had shown him favor. He had shown him a Joseph type of favor where everyone else tried to take something away. But when God gives you something, there's nothing anybody can do to take away what God gives you. And so he walked through the front door and he told me the story. And he was holding this ring. And I, I, I couldn't help but think. He said, it's the same ring. It's the same company. It's the same amount of metal that they use on the Super Bowl rings. And now I've got one because God has shown favor in my life. And I'm here to tell some of you today that it doesn't matter what the enemy has tried to take away. It doesn't matter how many times they try to blitz against your life. When God has put favor on you, you're on the winning team. So you get to wear the ring. There is a championship mentality that belongs to believers when you're on the right side of the 50 in your life. How many of y'all want a ring this morning? Only four of us. I said, how many of y'all want a ring this morning? Well, I got good news. We got rings for everybody. So go ahead, guys. Bring them rings on out. Put your hands together for them as they dish them out to you. There we go. Welcome to the big show. I know what some of y'all thinking. Pastor Brad, that ain't the kind of ring I had in mind. Hey, but that's got the biggest rock, I'll tell you that. No, but we wanted y'all to have something. Y'all can, y'all can eat on that while we finish up today's sermon. That's something free for y'all to have today, okay? We had one lady come up to me after the first service. She said, can I pay for that ring pop? I said, you already did last week when you tithed. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Well, listen, I can hear them rappers going. Y'all hungry, right? Said <laughs> after all that talk about cheesecake and the Cinnabons, it's time to eat something. But here's what, here's what I want you to know as we move on. That the Lord is ready to put a ring, a championship ring on the finger of believers that no longer have to be the victim, they get to be the victor. They no longer have to play defense, it's time to start playing offense. It's no longer about who you're trying not to be, now it's about who you're trying to become. And the beauty is, is you don't have to run the ball. When you give it to Jesus, he scores every time. All you got to do is get on the right team. Y'all with me today? So how do we cross the 50? I want to give you three tips on how to do that today as we move on. Number one, I know some of y'all are like, why is the band still up? What are they doing up there? Praise breaks. That's what we're about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you don't know what a praise break is, don't worry about it. But anyway, so <laughs> the first thing that you got to learn to do is you got to build a relationship with your coach in private meetings. Connect to your coach in private meetings. You see, here's the deal. This is what some of us try to do. And I've been guilty of this, so this ain't judgment. This is just acknowledging the truth. Too, who is the coach? The coach is the Lord. Too many of us are trying to build a relationship with a coach on game day. We show up to Sunday morning church, and we just give God. God, we're just giving to you. Maybe it's this. So maybe you're a YMCA. Maybe you're a hold the TV kind of worshiper. You know, maybe you're a hands in the pocket. I don't know how you are. Listen, but maybe you're a one-hander, you know. Maybe you're barely into this with the elbow still attached. I don't know. But here's what we try to do. We come on Sunday mornings and we try to connect to our coach on game day. Or we wait till it's a fourth and one and then we try to phone in the help we need. 
God, I really need a breakthrough right now. I know you're up there. I know I hadn't talked to you since the last time I needed a breakthrough, but I really think you might come through this time too. And God's saying, uh, you don't build a relationship with coach on game day. That happens in private meetings. See, when the quarterback is in the game, he's trusting the relationship that they built on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday and on Thursday and on Friday. Can I tell you something? In your life, when you are navigating the circumstances that life will throw at you, and I'm here to tell you that it will. Being saved doesn't make your life perfect. It just gives you a source to go to when life gets crazy. But I'm here to tell you today that if you'll build a relationship with your coach on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday, and you'll build that relationship where you and him are building up. You know what he's communicating and you're communicating to him and you're building that relationship. When the game comes, you're already in tune to what the coach has given you. But too many of us wait till Sunday morning. God, I'm here to give you my day. Actually, about an hour and 15 minutes of it. Man, we are disconnecting from the very source that will bring us to the winning mentality. Why? you got to connect to your coach in private meetings. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 says this. It says, I ask, ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally. Say this word with me, personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what it is he's calling you to do. Grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust in him. Endless energy and boundless strength. God has it available to us. So this is what it looks like. The team's going to help me out. Hey, uh, Miss Anna, will you come on out here, please? Give it up for our team and Miss Anna Garrido. So come on out. So... Here's what I'm, I'm going to give you guys a glimpse into what happens on Sundays that some of you guys don't even know about. How many of you guys appreciate our worship team, right? Listen, I went to, I've been to a lot of churches where all I was thinking during the music was, can this ever end, right? I don't feel that way about our worship team. The band is tight, love our vocals, they got energy. I'm just like, man, I, I love, I just love, I love our team. I think they do a good job. How many of you guys notice? They're, like, they're tight, man. Like, they're, they're usually on. And I don't just mean that because I play drums today, okay? I just mean, like, in general, they did a good job, and they do a good job for us every week. You guys agree with me? So here's, I want to show you something because talking about being connected on the back end, right? They're going to cue up a song, but the thing is, is what you see on the front is that, man, they look good. They're tight. They're connected. They, they play as one unit. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, they're connected. But there's something going on on the back end that you may never hear. Matter of fact, you're going to hear a voice. There's an MD. You don't even see him on stage. He's backstage right now. He's communicating to the band. So let's go ahead and roll it, guys, and I'll take you on the journey of what I want to show you. Go Here ahead, go. man. One, two, refrain, two, three, four. Once so we get into the bridge, we're going to loop the bridge. This is the song that we started the service with this morning. If you were here right there when we started off with the first song. Now, Anthony is our MD in the backstage right now. You can't even see him, but he's going he's gonna to get us to a certain point in the song, and he's actually going to loop it for us so that I can just talk here for a second. All right, guys, we're looped right now. So as we get there, here's what I want you to do. Y'all feel that? You feel the rhythm that exists already? I just want you to bob your heads with me. There it is. Now, white people, just look for someone that's not white around you, and you'll figure it out. Okay, so just kind of hang with us there. There it is. Okay. Y'all, y'all, okay, now we got it. Some of y'all are like, oh, okay, there it is. Yeah, 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 I got it. I got it, right? So here's the thing about what you don't know. That click track, that's playing in our ears every song of every worship step with our band. 
They're playing to that. Matter of fact, that lady that's talking in the song, that lady that's communicating right there, we call her Gertrude. And Gertrude tells us what's coming next in the song. There's a chorus coming, there's a bridge coming. And so what's happening is all the bands, from your perspective, they look like they're in sync, and they are. But there's something connecting them and keeping them tight. Whenever they're not performing, when they're leading us in worship, and they're performing where all you see is like, man, they look good. They've got it together. But what's happening is there's something on the back end of what they're doing. And what I want you to understand today is that when you look at people and you're saying, man, they really got it together. Man, they really, it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at them. They just seem like they're connected. They seem like they've got something consistent. Their life has a tempo and nothing can get them off track. They just kind of stay there and, and they're found the tempo with the Lord. And it's this tempo of grace where they just get to operate and God carries them and they seem to perform no matter how bad it gets. Can I tell you something? It's because they're connected to something on the back end that you can't see in the performance. You can't see what exists. There's this tempo of grace that the Lord is carrying for them. And as they hear that tempo of grace, they're just operating and they're leaning on this infrastructure of Jesus that carries them through. Now, Anthony's gonna actually release this loop and they're gonna let us play through a chorus of this song and Anna's gonna lead us as we sing this song, right? So let's call it out, and tell us where we're at. All right, we're getting ready to start the bridge over. Here it comes. Let's put them here together. Bridge is no longer a loop. We're getting ready to go into the chorus halfway through. Try that again. Here it comes. Ending two, three, four. Let's give it up for him this morning. But here's what I want you to grab a hold of, guys. Is yeah, on when you're seeing the performance, it seems like everyone's connected. Everyone knows what they're doing. And it doesn't matter what happens out here, as long as we're leaning on the back end. As long as we're leaning on the infrastructure that's built, as long as we're connected to the guide and the person that no one can see, as long as we're connected to them, we know where we're going. Can I tell you something about your relationship with Jesus? If you're going to try to fly by night this relationship with the Lord, you're always going to get knocked off track. You're always going to have situations pop up and you're not going to know how to handle them. But if you'll be connected on the back end to the one that nobody can see, you'll be leaning on the Lord every step of the way and your performance, your life, the area where people are looking at, you'll always be consistent and connected to what God wants to do in your life. He says, I've got this thing I want you to see, this way of life that when you're connected to me in ways that no one can see, you'll always handle everything that gets thrown at you in a way that I would have you be victorious. That's what it means to be connected to your coach. Next, you need to connect to your captain in team meetings. Connect to your captain in team meetings. Who's your captain? I'm a captain. 
Being connected to your captain. Where's the pastor going? What is he communicating? Now, I don't mean in one of those weird allegiant type of ways where, like, drinking the Kool-Aid. I ain't even talking about, okay? So, but other than me, there's other pastors, too. That's our small group leaders. And our small group leaders are phenomenal. I want you to give it up one time for all of our small group leaders. We appreciate you guys. And at the end of service, we'll give you more insight on how you can sign up for some of these groups. But here's the beauty behind it. Someone asked me the other day, they said, Pastor, how do you manage 500 people in your church? I said, I have 25 pastors. And he said, uh, no, you don't. I was, I was at your office the other day. There's three of you, Pastor Dan, you, and Pastor Justin. I said, right, but what you don't see is the 25 small group leaders in our church that help pastor these 500 people. You see, because what happens, if, listen, I, if every time one of you went to the hospital, I had to be the one to show up, I would just get a room at the hospital and live there. <laughs> right? Y'all saw the injured reserve list, okay? Like, it's for real. Why? Because I can't be everywhere all the time. But here's the deal. Even if I was going to pray for you by name every single day, I pray over a list every single day. And that list has all of your names in it. But I don't call your name out every single day. But you know who does call the name out every single day? Small group leaders. If you signed up for someone's group, Ashley Ladd, she's one of our small group leaders over here. Every morning during small group semester, she pulls out the list of the people in her group. And she goes down and she calls their name out in front of God every single day. God, I pray that you would bless this person. I pray that you would have favor on this person. That you would show grace and mercy to this person. And I don't know about you, but I need someone praying for me by name every single day of my life. Why? Because there's blitzes coming that I don't see coming. And I'm going to need some supernatural strength and help and mercy and grace every single day. So having someone pray for me by name is something. I need, my friend. Can I tell you something? When you're connected to the captains, then you are being prayed for every day. You've got the help that you need every day. If you go to the hospital, there will be someone to show up when you get there. If you need help, if you need assistance, you need someone to show up, pray for you, be there for you, then you've got what you need when you're connected to the captain. But that happens outside of Sunday. That happens at team meetings where you get together with your team. And y'all talk, you discuss. Why? Because just like you got to know what the coach is doing, you also got to know what the captains are doing. Because they may have to call the audible on the play. Ashley makes in a text message out to her whole small group. Hey, y'all, Patricia just got in a car wreck. We need to all pray right now. And I'm going to let you know when we're going to the hospital to go see her. Listen, I don't know about you guys. I've been in the hospital before. It means something when 10 people walk in the door, everyone holding a gift or something, and they bring you something. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all been there? You need someone to show up for you. Why? You're connected. This is one thing I love. People be like, Pastor Brad, I just don't feel like anyone cares about me. I'm like, no one knows you. <laughs> You've been here a year. You show up 10 minutes late. You leave 10 minutes early. You're not in a small group. You're not on the dream team. Nobody knows you. You come in while it's dark and you leave while it's dark. So it's not that no one cares. No one knows who you are. Can I tell you something? To be loved, you got to be known. So make yourself known today. Sign up for a group so that our captains can care for you and pray for you and love you. Whether it's marriage, whether it's eating chicken wings on Thursday with the men, because that's what we do. We got a whole small group where we just eat chicken wings at Buffalo Wild Wings on Thursdays at 12. It's my favorite one out of all of them other than the ones I host because those are good too. So, but man, love them. All right. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 says this. We're going to move quickly. 
It says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. These are the, what they call the five-fold ministry, okay, guys? So these are the five people in the church that he gave us. And this one is me, and your small group leader actually falls under pastor too, okay? So if you join a small group, you have your own personal pastor with 12 people, all right? So, but the pastors and the teachers, and he gave all of them to do everything in the church so everyone could just enjoy Sunday mornings. Is that what it says? No, it actually says to equip you for ministry. See, if someone on your job needs to be prayed for, don't, don't just call the church so that the church can pray for them. You pray for them. Amen. He gave you a pastor to equip you so that you could do the work of the ministry. My job is on Sunday mornings is, yes, to preach to you, but it's to encourage you and equip you so that you can walk out these doors and you can be the shining light of Jesus to your neighbors, to your coworkers, to your family, to your friends. My job today is not to keep you saved, if that's a thing. My job today is to connect you to a Jesus so that he can work through you to accomplish every single thing in your life that he has set out to do. Why? Because he's ready to equip you because you're on the team. Now, I know some of y'all are like, this is different. I, ain't, I, just, I, I didn't think this was a thing. It's a thing. God's desire is not that you would be a Sunday morning sitter only. It's that you would be a Sunday through Saturday ministry worker, giving people the hope of Jesus every single day. So that, so he gave to equip us for ministry so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then number three, we'll give you this one, is you got to connect to your teammates at team practices. Team practices. Where's that happening at? That's at your small groups. That's at church on Sunday. Connecting to your teammates. Building relationship with people. Why? Because being a part of this team, man, God gets to do something amazing through our life. I want to show you a video of some amazing people who decided they weren't just going to be Sunday morning people. And listen, I love the fact that y'all are here on Sunday, but I and the Lord want something better for you. And today it's available if you'll say yes. Let's watch the video of two people that said yes on that journey. First we're doing this, it was like, okay, what small group are we gonna join? Because he does most of the talking, so I can just kind of hide and not really have to say anything. No one believes that. So, yeah, everybody believes that. <laughs> <laughs> so I could just kind of hide and not really have to say anything, but just being able to go out and put myself out there and be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna take the step and join one by myself and go and people like, she really does talk. Like, yeah, I can talk. I do have things that I'm interested <laughs> in, you know, and then you find that there's other people that are like, like, you know, you're kind of somewhere in that way too, kind of this kind of loner, you know, whatever. I could go hang out, uh, I might not hang out. Yeah. It really doesn't matter, you know, that kind of thing. But then going out there and actually enjoying it and making friends. Um, especially with the girls' time group that we did this past small group semester, we had a blast. Um, there's some nuts, <laughs> but, but it was it's in a good way. Uh, but we had a great time. I still text them from time to time, 
um, and I'm really looking forward to that. And that wasn't something that was in my nature before. It was something that I took a step back and said, okay, I'm gonna go out and do this um, and just see what turns out. And it did turn out for the best, so. Even in the beginning, I just remember trying to figure out like, especially the marriage small groups, because I was like, yo, they're gonna be corny. It's gonna be so boring. <laughs> I don't wanna interact with none of these people. And then you get in there, it's like, oh, well, everybody marriage pretty much like mine. It ain't as crazy as I thought it was. You know? <laughs> so, uh, so, but through that, like I say, the different relationships you form, and then, you know, where iron sharpens iron, I started to observe how other husbands interact with what they wives. And we all learn something from each other, you know, where there's vulnerability, the ability to be intimate in a public setting, you know, not over the top, but you know, yeah. just the subtleties in a relationship. And I started like, oh, okay, that's nice. I, I like the way Kyle did that, you know? So that's what I like the most, just the relationships. Let's give it up for Tim and Keisha. Thank you guys so much for filming that video for us and everything, but. And that's the whole point, guys is it's about building relationships with people. Like I said when we started this message, I spent enough time with people that were bad for me. I really need to get plugged into the ones that are good for me. I need healthy relationships in my life. Ephesians 4, 15 and 18 says this. It says, instead, speak the truth in love. will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And that's talking about crossing the 50. When we cross the 50, we become mature. I'm focusing on who I'm becoming. I know I'm trying not to be. It also says, from him, the whole body is joined and held together by every supporting ligament, right? By every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its own work. And I don't know about you guys, but God has something he wants to do in your life. I don't know what you believed up until this point. I don't know where you've come from, but I'm here to tell you, he wants to do something in your life. But here's what I know. It's about getting on the right team. See, for so long, I played for my team. My team always lost. You wanna know why? Because when we make decisions for us, we usually make the wrong ones. When I make decisions based on what I feel like I need right now, my marriage suffered, my relationship suffered because I'm honest enough to admit to you, I can be somewhat of a selfish person. Anybody else willing to be honest to say, sometimes I think about me more than I think about anybody else. But here's what happens when we join the right team. You see, Jesus always wins, y'all. And God is coming to us today and he's saying, listen, I, I, I don't even need you to be in control of your life anymore. I don't even need you to, to be the one pressure to make all the right decisions. I just wanna invite you to join the right team. You see, just like so many other teams, there are some quarterbacks, there are some coaches, they're built to win. Not just win once, but to win multiple times. And I'm here to tell you today that God's desire is that you would join the team, that you would become part of the championship team, that you would get your ring, that you would win and that God would unlock 
the purpose and the destiny of your life that he has set out for you in the beginning. Ephesians says that he had good plans for you, something for you to accomplish long ago, which means before you were ever formed in the womb of your mother, before you were ever born, he had destiny for you. He had purpose for you. And I'm here to tell some of you today, your decisions up until now haven't ruined that destiny. What you have done and mistakes that you have made before now has not delayed his purpose. He still wants to release every promise in your life that he put in you when you were formed. And you may not understand it. You may feel like you've already screwed everything up. I'm here to tell you today that if you'll get on the winning team, he can make everything fall in line and he'll make your pain part of your purpose. He'll make your test part of your testimony and he'll release everything in your life that he has for you. But you gotta say yes to the right team. And today, I wanna invite you on this journey to say yes to Jesus and yes to the team. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're calling us, that you haven't given up on us. And we thank you that you want us on the team today. With every head bowed and your eyes closed today, this morning. If you say, that's me, pastor, I wanna say yes to the team. I've played for myself. I never quite got to the winning game. I never quite got to feel victorious, but today I realized that I was just playing on the wrong team the whole time. Jesus is calling me. He's, he's asking me. And today the beauty of the gospel is this, that the sin in your life and the sin in my life has not stopped God's plan for us. He wants you today. And you weren't some last pick on a bad team. You're a first round draft pick this morning. And all you gotta do is say yes. The beauty is when Jesus went to the cross, he paid for the sin in your life and he paid for my sin. And here's what he said, to be saved, we repent of our sins, which means we turn away never to go back. And we say yes to putting our faith in Jesus, that we're gonna follow him with everything inside of us today. If that's you, Jesus is here ready to bring you on the team. With everyone's head bowed and your eyes closed, if that's you today, I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out. We just wanna pray for you this morning. You say, that's me, pastor. I'm ready to say yes to the team. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus today. As dozens already have in the first service, you say, that's me, pastor. I'm ready to say yes. And you're in this room. Put me on the team, Lord, I'm ready. Would you just raise your hand right there where you sit? Say, that's me, I'm ready to say yes. God bless you, God bless you, God bless Yes, 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 yes. Once you put it up, you can put them down. Yes, I told you, I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not gonna point you out in front of everyone. I just wanna invite you and pray with you and watch God change your life today. Is there anyone else that says, that's me, Pastor, I'm ready to say yes to the team. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Maybe you're watching us online right now and you're saying, I'm watching online and I'm ready to say yes to joining the team, joining the Lord and watch him become Lord of my life. And if that's you today, we're gonna to say a prayer together. And here's the beauty, the prayer doesn't make you saved. The faith in your heart and giving your life to Jesus, that alone is what makes you saved. But we wanna put words to the actions that's happening on the inside of us and declare with our mouth the truth that we're giving our life to Jesus and we're joining the right team. And so the whole church is gonna pray this prayer with you, but I want you to repeat after me and let's declare that truth. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe 
that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later through your life, through your death, and through your resurrection, I can be saved. I want on the team. I want to follow you. I want to give you my life. I'm ready to be a winner. I'm ready to play for you. I'll follow you forever. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. CC, let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that, perhaps the very first time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening today. To make sure you never miss a message, be sure to subscribe to our channel. It would also mean so much to us if you would leave us a review. For more information about our church or to contact us, please feel free to visit our website at transformationchurch.com. And if you want to connect with us on Instagram and Facebook, just search at Transformation Pensacola. Join us next time for another message from one of our pastors as we see people transform from who they are to who God wants them to be.